0: Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh?
1: Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall, where we swear at your pregnant girlfriend so the baby will grow up to swear. (laughs) We will be reviewing every episode with witty banter and admissible segments like Mark's Flat Hank Hill Ass (laughs) and Fuck CBS. (laughs) I'm Stuart DC, and I am joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England.
0: I like Led Zeppelin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Alright. All right.
1: Han Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Is
2: this the moment I've been waiting for? He's going to expose me.
1: <laughs> and Trevor Record, also in Vancouver, Canada.
3: Um, Is there an audio way for me to cross and uncross my legs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can imagine Sexily. you
2: wearing the smoking jacket where, where you would do that, Trevor.
1: <laughs> Trevor does have great legs. So we'll be reviewing episode 13 of season four, which aired on February twenty third. 23rd 1994 Ooh. kick it off with our sketch rundown as always this week we got police department boo. the sound my fridge makes which is fun because my, my fridge makes a weird sound it sounds like a toy rocket taking off
2: my fridge makes a sound that sounds like boo <laughs> it's, a bad, it's, a
1: bad
2: it's a bad sketch
1: next one is pizza nice by the slice the return of the Canadian dirtbag <laughs> couple too small to love Kevin is a really nice boy, and he's not having a good time with punks.
0: Just want oh. to make some pizza pies.
1: <laughs> I think his name is Sue, too, which I find kind of funny.
2: Yeah, his name is Sue, yep.
1: After that, we got a police department. They're holding hands at the beach. There you go. Okay. It's mm, funny. It's spring. Mm. Then we got boardroom. Internal monologue. Dave doesn't know what he's talking about. Wants the sweet relief of being accused of being a fraud.
2: Haven't we all experienced this? Yeah. Jig is up.
1: Then we got hookers. Kevin is Rudy the Pimp. He gets a radio shout-out for his birthday from the girls on the street.
0: <laughs> you take our money, but you never hit but us. You never
1: hit I us. laughed so hard at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got a semi-meta one with Mark in the monologue room. We never really see Mark do monologues, so that was kind of interesting. It's fan letters to what? the other cast members. Mark What fans. are you
0: talking about? Do you not remember the toe, the rotten toe sketch?
1: Yeah, but he does, that wasn't a he monologue. does more like, he'll, he'll do solo skits. But he doesn't really yeah. do monologues.
2: The stand and deliver monologue is is like a Dave and a Bruce thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Mark's fans think that he's a weenie, and he unveils <laughs> the secret of nudity, which I realized too. Mark is naked a lot on this show.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. He's got a now we know what flat little ass. Then we got another police department <laughs> single picture from the Europe trip. You don't know, got to go back. Oh, got the photo. First of all. Mm-hmm. Long hair Kevin in the office. He's Tarzan. And then it has a pivot out of nowhere to dunk on CBS, which I loved.
2: So good. And, and one specific executive, too, which is a great you know, mm-hmm. little
1: bit. Uh, just, yeah. That one felt bitter, and I, that always makes me happy. And <laughs> yes. then we have a, in my mind, clearly written by Scott short film thing. <laughs> It is a film noir about Detective Peter Fingers, Prince, which all, bleh. <laughs> uh, mark plays Baltimore, the butler with killer eyebrows. Carlos, the sexy cabana boy. Dave is Kitty, the daughter, question mark. It's super horny. It's great. We love is it. It's kind
3: of got, like, Big Lebowski vibes before Big Lebowski came out,
1: too. Yes.
3: No. Was this before Big Lebowski? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Lebowski. I think so,
2: Big was like mid to late 80s or I, 90s. Or I am fairly Maybe. certain
3: it was, yeah, late 90s, because it's set in the early 90s, and I think it was like 98, 99.
1: I love that. 98. Uh, let's dive in with Who Took Kitty, which is what we're going to call that short film thing. It's a long sketch where the joke is no jokes, but honestly, it really worked for me. There's so many like bizarre little things like uh, Scott's pacifier that no one yeah. pulls out. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. Baltimore <laughs> offers him a fresh pacifier. I just kind of wanted to do a... Uh...
2: <laughs> or something more risque. <laughs> I don't know what that would be, but okay. Uh,
1: yeah, ball gag, maybe. What did you guys think? Rapid <laughs> yeah, fire? Maybe.
0: I had a time okay. watching it. I mean, the thing that I, I like most, and I think this might have been like one of the um, episodes where we were like, we've got to do toot and boot because <laughs> the, the mustard yellow shirt that uh scott wears with the brown leather vest mm-hmm. that is holding that is that is
3: such a like 90s specific costume that you would never see today really like you can see leather vests but i don't know with that kind of like tie and mustard yellow shirt it's like so set in time
1: it's uh it's funny yeah because a lot of the current fashion is very like 90s inspired but yeah you wouldn't see a lot of that. If we're doing toot and boot, too, the ties in the Dave's a Fraud sketch, those like really I didn't gaudy colors. Oh. oh, the
2: ba- and the super wide ties, yeah. too. Yeah,
1: wide. The jackets are really big and the ties are just horrific. It was, it was a real time.
2: Continuing, though, on uh, Peter Prince's uh, tooted out, uh, outfit, which I also toot, he also had like kind of a gold studded belt sort of mm-hmm. thing, but it was. Kind of pre the early two thousands, late nineties, where the studs just got like massive. Uh-huh. You know, when you'd have like chains on your belt and all that dumb stuff. Like, uh, um, so it's look. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like the, but this belt was kind of more like a a muted studded belt. <laughs> so subtle, um, but it it yeah, it, but it, it tied the mustard shirt uh, together well with the leather vest. Mm-hmm. You know, it worked.
1: Yeah, uh, of course, Dave is bizarrely attractive as Kitty as always. <laughs>
2: Was he, though? I don't know. I thought this was, like, a messier Dave lady. Yeah, but that does it like, for me. Like, it, it, it kind of looked like a trashy <laughs> Dave lady, and Dave looks his best when he's, like, a um, like a, a well-put-together well sexy lady.
0: No,
1: I mean, like, the one that threw everybody on set was Dave as the French hooker, which is, I think, yeah. probably a pretty messy lady.
0: I agree. He does well with an edge.
1: Dave's uh, just weirdly yeah, hot. with an edge. Speaking of weirdly hot... Scott is bizarrely attractive with stubble. Yeah. Even I have to admit. It was, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean as,
0: far as, <laughs> as far as like the sketch goes, I mean, at most, I feel like it's even a push to say three out of five. Like what? I know,
2: no, yeah. no, no, okay, no, no, no. You right. guys are wrong. All right, go ahead. No, no, no. don't let me stop you. I'm just going to shout while you speak. That's all. <laughs>
1: Hans, Hans, Hans. Wait, why? So why, <laughs> yeah, why do you say three out of five?
0: I get, like, the surrealness of it mm-hmm. and that it's not supposed to make any sense. But it it almost, like, just didn't do the kit thing where, like, it dug deep enough into the weirdness to make me laugh at any point. I was kind of, like, bemused and waiting for a punchline and I didn't feel I got
1: one. Yeah, this is one without any, like distinct punchlines. It's more of uh, like you said that kind of surreal weirdness. I but I think you got to see it as a film noir satire, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: that's I fine. mean I I take it to be like a comedy <laughs> film noir like moodscape, moodscape. you know, satire <laughs> moodscape. You know where it's like it's it's just it, and that's why when you're saying like there's no jokes, I'm like I don't think there's no jokes. I think everything is a joke, but none of the jokes are like, you know, gut gut puncher, ha-ha-ha, it's all just kind of like you you walk through this hazy dream mm. of a of a film noir satire and all of it is just a little bit whimsical and kind of funny and weird like you know the i don't know and like a, a little bit like an airplane style of humor where it's like the just the kind of cont- like rolling oh. joke that isn't ex- all that funny but it just keeps going sort of like that like i thought you lived alone well he's baltimore he's hardly a person i thought you lived alone well that's my cabana boy you know like that you know little things like that right
1: yeah i don't love the airplane and i like i I liked it. I, I, I don't love it. the airplane plane comparison because airplane is like very loaded with punchlines. Especially like vi- uh, visual visual punchlines. This one again it's, it's, it's slap sticky, yeah. Yeah. Um
2: I mean, did you not like the visual punchline of of uh scott just like massaging kevin's oh, was, cheeks after kissing him line. and his just lips a... just getting like no no but i mean that's the thing he's just talking to her while he does so he's massaging her cheeks so much that her lips are getting all smushed together <laughs> yeah. and stuff like i mean that's like that kind of shit had me laughing i thought oh it no really it's funny, and funny he does the exact same thing i'm with when he when he stops her hysteria by just grabbing her boobs <laughs> you know?
1: like... but I, i'm with kalina on this one like it's, it's not a here is the joke. It's more of just like, oh, that's so weird. Like it, it follows the formula of the film noir so closely, and then there's just these weird, yeah, surreal, dreamlike elements to it. I, I really liked it, and that works for me. But it is a little more bizarre. Trevor, I haven't heard a lot from you. How do you feel about this one?
3: Uh, I mean, I already compared it to The Big Lebowski. I mean, it's not exactly that, but I don't know. It's, it's maybe like we always talk about how. Uh, Bruce likes to kind of just um go a little bit uh autourish with his kind of stuff and I feel like this mm-hmm. is this is Scott doing the same thing like maybe yeah, maybe the, the, sure. the Bruce stuff is is always kind of a bit more uh art housey and uh, with, with Scott it's more like a campy campy Maltese Falcon style kind of thing you know
1: Yeah Yeah I like it I, Again I, I... I need to stress so much how horny this sketch oh, is. Oh, it's very horny, yes. That <laughs> it's too. It's yeah. so horny, and I love everything about that. It's, it's real good. We love Scott for that.
2: I mean, you've mentioned, Trevor, that it's like Big Lebowski, and I also feel that way. But given that this came out four years ahead of Big Lebowski, is there any chance that this was like, a nugget of inspiration for Big Lebowski because it has all, so many of the same elements in that there's like the kidnapping that has not actually happened like a self kidnapping yeah. the 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 girl who's been kidnapped uh, in Big Lebowski is Bunny in this it's Kitty you know uh, you have like the like there's a lot there's like the, the sexy cabana boy there's like in, in this in Big Lebowski it's an actual porn star you know I forget the guy's name, but Cohen brothers
1: old. were on to you, man. Mm-hmm. You've been watching Canadian. I think, I think they're just ripping off
2: kids in That's... the hall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's going to be my head cannon from now on is that this was the inspiration for big Lebowski.
1: I like that. I'm, I'm taking that to heart. Any other thoughts?
3: You know, like I, I feel like maybe there was a nugget, but it might've been sort of a rolling nugget. Uh, do you ever see that? Like Ben Stiller version of um, Sherlock Holmes, zero effect. I feel like maybe the the nugget of this became Zero Effect, and then Zero Effect became Big Lebowski. That's kind of the chain of effects, maybe.
0: Okay.
2: I do not know the other thing you're talking about, but that sounds interesting. And now I need to go watch oh, it. Oh
1: man, we're getting
3: that. We're getting that. Getting that corkboard out again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm definitely uh, Charlie Day, and I've got a lot of lines going between different things. I, I mean, you don't.
1: Who is Pepe de Silvia?
3: <laughs> you don't really need to see Zero Effect. I wouldn't say it's a good movie but it's sort of like a, a film noir version of sherlock holmes and like somehow mm. ben stiller even kind of dresses a little bit like scott does in this you know i mean maybe it's just because it was made in the fucking mm-hmm. 90s but yeah um that that
2: maybe i think i think it's two movies have the same inspiration because they both came out in 98 so I think they both saw this sketch and were like, we got to make a whole movie out of this. And then they put out competing versions in the Big one.
3: Maybe. Oh, there's, yeah. Okay, the cor- corkboard's getting more complicated now. Um, there we I, I think this had... As God intended. Yeah. <laughs> I think that maybe this did have uh, a ripple effect, though. There, it, it didn't have a lot of gut laughs, but yet it was influential
2: in a profound way. Listeners, if you know the Cohen brothers, okay, <laughs> so, right, can you please ask them on our behalf yeah. if they if they rip this off? We'd appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We have very influential yeah, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, minor celebrities. Big fans. You know? Heck
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about something else for our next segment: meta sketches. So I noticed there were two references to the show itself. Mark and his monologue mm-hmm. talks about the fans getting mail and how they're perceived, which I enjoyed. That was the go for nudity and the fuck cbs one where it has that pivot about like because i think around this time they uh they switched their american network like they went to cbs maybe in season three maybe in season four because before they were on hbo i
2: think it was season i think it was season four that they so switched HBO. Over.
1: yeah so i can imagine they were getting more oversight um but that's in, that's interesting to me. Like you know, they're they're starting to. I don't know be, if it's
0: more oversight. It's obviously a different like n- network vibe. You know, well, if you think about sort of, or even early days HBO or even HBO as a brand now, it's very different from CBS. Like, my understanding it comes across almost at least internationally, like a far more kind of like family friendly.
1: Yeah. No. My understanding <laughs> is, up a, before the... is that HBO is very hands off with their creators. Mm. They're just sort mm. of like, yeah, do whatever you want. You can be weird. Whereas, yeah, or at least like, willing
0: to be more risque.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I actually not wonder... like wanting
0: to do Tarzan sketches like the Sonny's character. Sure. Sure.
1: Well, I mean, even in that context, the uh, Who Took Kitty feels more like a fuck you. Like, it's super gay.
0: Yes, <laughs> that is
3: true.
1: Um, and, I spe- like, you know, if it's going to be broadcast for a wide uh, audience in America, like, that to me feels quite point- pointed. More so, maybe not more so, but not quite as much as fuck this executive in particular, which. <laughs> love
2: well and that's why i liked i like that sketch because it felt like the american slash cbs version of fuck you taxpayer where you you can't you can no longer say fuck you taxpayer but you do want to kind of shit on the hand that feeds you and so you call out this very specific executive who was like do you like the sunny and share yeah, just like super um, out of touch and like literally post his picture <laughs> like i think that's great i mean i do wonder if that's a real person but I'm I think sure it's it probably a stock, is. It's, I
0: think it's probably a stock photo. I don't know. Stock I feel photo. like it could be a real person. If anyone
1: wants to do research for is. us, I will not. But I will appreciate it a lot. This is, these are, this is one of those
0: moments where this is where we pool our pennies together to get a cameo from one of the kids and ask them a very specific question. <laughs> was, there,
2: was the producer that you referenced in season four, episode 12 or 13.
0: Kalina, you're
1: yeah. a journalist. Figure it out, man. Go, go. <laughs> Go knock on
0: some doors. Hello. <laughs> knock on
1: some doors. Uncover the conspiracy.
0: Mm. <laughs> Very easy. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, also, do you think that that Mark actually did get somewhat different letters than the other kids, or was Oh, that, I think that has that like, has to come from a real premise. place, for sure. I you
3: think?
1: I don't think you write that, that out of nowhere. You know.
0: Mark, I thought I was alone until I saw you on TV. I, <laughs> How I saw, do you live?
1: P.S. Don't kill yourself. I, I saw
3: Kevin yeah. do stand-up. Um, he did 20 minutes of stand-up and then tricked everyone into watching like uh, the improv that an improv class he had been teaching in Vancouver did. But uh, in the 20 minutes, like mm-hmm. probably 5 or 10 minutes of it was him complaining about all the love letters that Dave and then Bruce used to get. Mm-hmm and how he did not get love letters well that's that, was, why that was that was that was Kevin
2: it felt like it felt like this was almost written by Kevin uh but but portrayed by mark almost you know
3: <laughs> I think that mark and Kevin there's prob- only room for one pathetic <laughs> yeah. loser
0: per troop <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah they may have teamed yeah, up on they the may right have, they story. may have
3: been doubled I, I don't know do you think that mark did get love letters he sort of like blends into his characters so much that he doesn't stick in your mind as part of the cast as much in in a weird way, you know? Yeah. Well, and he doesn't have any a bit of a
2: explicitly kind of sexy characters too, right? Like Chicken Lady and Head Crusher and stuff. Like none of his what? characters are designed to make him look like a hunky... He plays dude. the for
3: female characters for like more for grotesque laughs, like the braces girl and everything. Melanie. Is
1: it Melanie? Braces girl, pregnant yeah, yeah, woman yeah, yeah. for too small to love.
0: I mean we we all know that when it comes to sex appeal like it's Scott and Dave leading the pack.
1: Very different manifestations well, of sex appeal, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <true.
0: laughs> The silence for that moment was great.
1: I just I've I've seen so much of Mark's little white ass.
0: It does.
2: I mean, the it does uh, explain why we have seen so much of his lily white, but, um, (laughs) and, uh, and so I do feel like there's truth to that. Like whether he actually had a different content or volume of letters he received, I do feel like he, at some point in his life decided that he should just like take off all his clothes. And that would be, you know, how he would get love and adoration from his also
1: big ups to Mark for dropping trow in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) That's good. People went nuts. You can hear it. (laughs) acting (laughs) they like his danger got one of those ankle slappers i've heard so much about let's move on to best kid (laughs) worst kid uh not a lot of scott in this one pretty much just his own little passion project at the end what do you guys like i still want to
3: give it to scott because he swung for the fences though
2: yeah oh absolutely and he
1: he did his uh you know aggressively quote-unquote straight man Thing right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he was still pretty hard. Will detective. pacifier. Oh, and I mean, he does. I was fuck gonna a say, how
2: straight was he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you know what I mean. Yeah. He's he's yeah. playing that
1: trope in the film noir, which is always a straight man and like a very traditionally mask.
0: It's, it's more like the uber mask. Game. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: mask, not straight. Okay, yeah, fair exactly.
1: enough. Fair enough. I mean, but, but he no, yeah. but he also does feel up the old lady.
0: He, by, no, though dude, that, that's let's... a
2: sympathy feel. It's a sympathy yeah.
1: feel. Hans knows about a sympathy <laughs> feel. tell you. Let's not
0: erase bisexuality here yeah that's fair
1: look we live we live for the hard-boiled bisexual detective just
0: damn straight
1: hurricanes (laughs) out in the world solving crimes all right but yeah so trevor scott who's your worst kid
3: uh i don't know if anyone deserves worst kid this time around yeah Yeah. no one did bad nobody
1: really drops the ball yeah
3: Yeah. didn't get like a ton of Mm. bruce per se but
1: Mm.
2: Hans? Well, I mean, okay, so yes, yes, Scott for best kid, uh, just on the strength of Peter Prince alone. Um, worst kid, I'm going to go with, like, was Dave in anything in this episode? Not really. He right. was in Hooker. Oh, he was in The Fraud. The mental monologue. Oh, no, he, he did He was in The Fraud. Dated fraud fraud well fraud was really the only thing that he did uh, i didn't care for it all that much i mean it's either dave or it's bruce um i know you all love like too small to love but i find him kind of just annoying yeah. but it, this this one like i don't think it was bad because of bruce so i'll i'll give it to dave this episode just i mean for for absence more than anything the fraud wasn't didn't
1: really do it for me fair so. enough k town Kalina, what's up
0: okay 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 so yeah, I'll, I'm going to give it to Scott, too. I mean, it is on the mustard yellow shirt, okay? And the, and the cheek massage. The best kid is the mustard yellow I
1: shirt. I love the ad hoc <laughs> tutor boot. That was good.
0: But it's it's like, yeah, it's also like him doing that super mask character mm-hmm. and, and doing them the weird shit. Yeah, massaging the cheeks and just like the subtle touch to just the breast. Just <laughs> Yeah. it. Yeah. It, it was good delivery, even if I didn't love the sketch. Big time. Mm. Um, and as for worst, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll give it to Bruce because cops and pizza shop.
1: Yeah, cops. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys. Well, for the next segment, I was gonna do standout sketch, but it sounds like everybody liked uh, who took Kitty.
0: No, uh, I got. No. I got. You got well, something else? One.
1: Okay. I'm gonna say every, everybody picked Scott for best kid this week. So yeah, kinda... but doesn't mean
0: that that's the best sketch.
1: Well, okay, then yeah. illuminate me.
0: Well no, I mean I think Rudy and the Hookers, it was short and sweet and it was mm. perfect.
1: Oh yeah. I love the snakeskin jacket they put him in too. We should have done it's that really one. Good. Yeah. That's a tooter boot for sure. It's just yeah. toots across the board. I
2: think you, you can't Yeah. Well we gotta we gotta have some
3: boots. You can't here. even yeah, exactly. mention Rudy without giving a toot though. Yeah. It's implied in its name, just Rudy Tootie, <laughs> tootie fresh and tootie.
1: <laughs> oh Trev, that was real tasty. So I'm gonna give that I'm gonna
0: give that um, yeah Three and a half uh, radio birthday shout-outs out of five.
1: Nice, Hans.
2: If I'm being honest, I think the Detective Peter Prince sketch was my favorite, but um, because we've talked about it at length, I will instead give my top sketch to Tarzan. Yeah. But you know, hold,
0: hold um, on, hold on. Just because we talked about it doesn't mean you can't give it top score. That's the whole point.
1: Yeah, you got to be honest. We want to hear your heart song.
2: Well, I gave them both the same. Sc- I gave them both the same score. So I'm gonna. I'll. I'll. I'm gonna. It's a they tie they win they both tie Tarzan and Detective Peter Prince but um, because we've talked about Peter Prince I'll give the special shout out to Tarzan because I loved the the turn to the CBS uh, thing and especially the line the kids in the hall you can say the kids in the hall have lost their edge but for a great deal of money and that's
1: okay. I love that they recognize Um, that they're edgy. That was that was nice yeah, for me. and
2: then the vine the vine swing afterwards, where Kevin just like hits oh, the oh, we did hits that. the curb and then falls and then falls down. He fucking, fucking eats
1: too, it, so. and I don't think that was a pratfall.
2: Oh, I do not think that was an accident or uh, intentional. Yeah, no, he hurt he himself.
1: <laughs> it was great. ate it. Oh, I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So I'm going to give Tarzan and Detective Peter Prince uh, four insulted executives out of five.
1: As a, a quick tangent, it occurs to me that the only other turn that got us as bad as the CBS sketch was the, um, wow, what a bad sketch. And in such poor taste. <laughs> and
2: in such poor taste. yeah,
1: And the
0: same theme.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I want to give honorable mention to uh, Mark's monologue about nudity, though, because he's got that same energy when he just kind of wants to present mm-hmm. an idea, and he, even though he gets naked, he's still wearing a suit and he's selling you something, you know?
1: Yeah, I like that. Again, we never really see Mark monologues. Markologues.
0: Markologues.
1: And uh <laughs> Again, it, it's uh Mark sometimes does Kevin's self-deprecation better than Kevin, and that always makes me sad. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, I, I liked Who Took Kitty. That's me.
2: What about your what's this Uh
1: I'm gonna give it three point nine four severed toes out of five. <laughs> ah, that's a reference Milk
2: mustaches.
1: love me yeah, yeah, alright yeah. well that's it for
2: episode
1: <laughs> 13 review join us next week for episode 14 which will be hosted by in the meantime you can find us at twitter on <laughs> kith and tell pod weigh in on your favorite sketch enjoy some delightful gifts thanks for listening to kith and tell Boy?
0: bye bye bye